This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 2nd of May. In your Squiz today, we're at the halfway mark of the election campaign. Nancy Pelosi visits Kiev. Boris Becker jailed for fraud. And Australia gets a new Olympics boss. This is your Squiz today. We're halfway through the federal election campaign and as we head into the pointy end, the major parties are sharpening their pitches and targeting the voters they need to get on side. Two new polls published this morning are pointing towards a Labor victory and yesterday leader Anthony Albanese officially launched his campaign in Perth where he focused on the need for change, Claire. Yeah, there were a couple of things to Albanese's pitch yesterday. He really zeroed in uh, on Scott Morrison saying, that Morrison needs to go, uh, that he will be the type of Prime Minister that steps up and doesn't walk away from the big decisions. He says that he won't run from responsibility. Of course, Labor and Albanese have made a lot in this campaign about things that Morrison has done during his term in office, uh, when you look at floods and fires and COVID and all sorts of things. What Albanese also did was point to a range of policy announcements Things like reducing the cost of drugs, um, new charging infrastructure for electric vehicles was on the list yesterday, uh, as was improving pay equity for women. Uh, The showstopper policy yesterday was a housing policy that would see the government take a 40% equity stake uh, when they're buying a new home. It's just a way to help first-time home buyers get a foot on that property ladder. And Claire, PM Scott Morrison was also out on the hustings yesterday talking up his economic management credentials. Yeah, he did that in Western Sydney. There's a couple of seats in that area that the Liberals either need to win or hold uh, if they're going to have a chance at getting over the line in this election. Uh, Morrison had a couple of of things on his plate too. He took fair aim at Albanese and also at their policy positions when you're looking at things like that housing policy. Morrison said that the government's already done a whole lot to help first-time home buyers. Uh, Morrison also pointed to things that the government has done to reduce the price of medications. Uh, he announced a new policy too yesterday saying that the coalition government would bring forward a cracking down on the big tech companies to help protect protect young people's mental health. And in Melbourne, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg launched his campaign to hold his seat of Kooyong, where he's being challenged by one of the Teal candidates, Dr Monique Ryan. And he says a vote for Ryan is a vote for a hung parliament. Uh, things are heating up, Claire, I think it's fair to say, as we race towards polling day on May the 21st. To the war in Ukraine now, where one of America's most senior politicians, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, travelled to the capital, Kyiv, to pledge her country's ongoing commitment to the war effort. There's been a bit of talk recently about senior US political figures going to Ukraine. Of course, it wasn't so long ago that Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky had invited Joe Biden to go. Uh, This seems to be in line with that commitment from the US to make sure that there was some senior presence there. Uh, Also a visitor over the weekend was actress Angelina Jolie. Uh, Of course, she's someone who is quite prominent when it comes to acting 
activism for refugees. She's part of the United Nations humanitarian effort. Uh, she went to the western city of Lviv. Uh, she spoke to people who had been displaced by war, but she had to make a pretty quick exit because the air raid sirens went and there's concerns that Russia continues to target some of those areas in the west. And Ukraine is trying to free more civilians from the besieged city of Mariupol, with a group of about 100 people evacuated from the city's steelworks complex. It's thought that another 1,000 remain inside. And Claire, also worth noting that over the weekend, Russia's President Vladimir Putin confirmed he will attend the G20 Leaders Summit in Bali in November, something PM Scott Morrison slammed as a step too far. Staying overseas now, and former Wimbledon champion Boris Becker is behind bars in the London jail after being found guilty of insolvency fraud. Claire, the case centres around his bankruptcy in 2017 and the fact that he hid millions of dollars worth of assets and loans to avoid paying his debts. It's not every day a big tennis star like Boris Becker goes to jail and it's had a fair bit of attention uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, It comes down to a case where Becker had an unpaid loan of more than $3 million. It has to do with a a state in Mallorca in Spain. Uh, What Becker had been obliged to do was to disclose all of his assets so that the trustee had a chance of getting the creditors back some of their money. Uh, They were owed nearly $50. 50 million pounds. So a lot of money. Becker didn't do that. And the judge said that that meant that he needed to go to jail. And the judge also said that the star hadn't accepted guilt or noted any remorse over what had occurred. And she also noted a previous conviction for tax evasion in Germany 20 years earlier. Uh, Becker's lawyer, Jonathan Laidlaw, said outside court that there was nothing to show for what was the most glittering of sporting careers. And that's correctly termed as nothing short of a tragedy. There's been a changing of the guard at the head of the Australian Olympic Committee, with John Coates retiring from the top job after 32 years. Claire, he successfully won the Sydney 2000 Olympics bid and he's now handing over the reins to his vice president, Ian Chesterman. When it comes to the Olympic scene, not just in Australia but globally, there are few figures as big as John Coates in the recent past. He's someone who is very senior here in Australia but also internationally. It is a big changing of the guard, as you say, that he's now leaving after all of those years uh, and all of those things that he's been involved in, like bringing the Olympic Games to Australia in 2000. Uh, He's also really played a very big part in bringing it here again for the 2032 Brisbane Games. He was someone who was really pushing for that on the inside. Uh, We've got the International Olympic Committee here in Australia at the moment. Uh, They're here for that changing of the guard. So it is quite a big moment for the Olympics movement. As you mentioned, the IOC is here in Australia and President Thomas Bart congratulated Chesterman and praised Coates' record saying the new chief has big shoes to fill. 
Claire, one of life's pleasures is watching British comedian James Corden doing something called carpool karaoke with big stars like Adele and Justin Bieber. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's where Corden takes these stars for a spin around the block while punching out some of their best tunes. And over the weekend, Claire, Corden made a big announcement that he's stepping down from his TV show. Yeah, he has been on that show for quite some time. Uh, It's on CBS in the United States. It's called The Late Late Show with James Corden. He's someone who has become quite a big figure uh, on that US nighttime talk circuit. Of course, we don't really have that here in Australia anymore. We used to have those late night sort of variety shows, but not anymore. Uh, What Corden says is that he hasn't locked in his next moves. He's going to make some sort of inroads into whether that's his comedy career. He also, of course, had a turn in Cats in the movies. Cats, of course, was that great big failure and he was really panned I was for say, that. I did watch that and that was not one to hang <laughs> your hat on. Probably isn't something you really want on your CV. <laughs> uh, but being very cheeky, there's also speculation that he could be the next Doctor Who. Uh, whether that comes off, there's all sorts of options for him, no doubt. <laughs> Yeah, there were reports this morning that his family's a bit homesick, so they might want to move back across to the UK. Claire, I reckon my favourite carpool karaoke is with Paul McCartney, where they're just cruising around Liverpool. Uh, I'll pop a link in your episode notes if you're looking for a Monday morning pick-me-up. Yeah, it's so good, that one. Squeeze the day, Claire. What's going on today that we should know about? Look, let's get back into the election run. We've got a new Squiz the Election episode out this morning. It'll play after this episode if you're listening on those apps that just autoplay the next one. Uh, What we've got is a look at Victoria and what's happening in that state with this election. Uh, Of course, we saw quite a bit yesterday of Josh Frydenberg, the Treasurer, uh, launching his campaign in Kuyong. There's some really big, interesting contests in Victoria this election, so we get across that. Yeah, some really crucial listening. I've been really enjoying the squizzy election to get us across all the things that we need to know for the final three weeks. And as Claire mentioned, that'll be in your podcast feed this morning. Uh, Today is the festival of Eid, which marks the end of the holy month of Ramadan for Muslims. So Eid Mubarak for those who celebrate. It's also a public holiday in Queensland and the NT. So for listeners in those states, enjoy your day off. Have a great Monday. We'll be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.